what's up, Crypt Nation? Bryce Paul and the Notorious Pizza Mind coming at you per usual from the sunny and 70 San Diego. All right, so if you haven't heard yet, Pete's and I just finished writing a 290-page book called Crypto Revolution, Your Guide to the Future of Money. And we did this so that anyone anywhere in the world can learn about really how cryptocurrency and blockchain technology are putting the power back in the hands of the people. And really, we wrote this to equip the masses with the tools to profit from this revolution. So whether you invest in crypto or something else, the point is that you need to escape inflation, which is a hidden tax on your savings by investing in your future. And we think that crypto is really the hottest market, which has the most upside potential. And we are so confident that Crypto Revolution is the perfect starting point, whether you're the crypto curious or the seasoned investor just looking to learn about the world's newest asset class. All right. The best part is we're giving it away literally for free. Okay? For free. All we ask is you pay for shipping uh, just to help offset the cost of the book. We're literally making zero dollars on this and are just doing it to give back to our amazing community of listeners. All right. So go to CryptoRevolution.com today and get your free copy. All right. What is up? Good, wonderful, beautiful citizens of Crypt Nation. It is your hosts, your dutiful hosts, Bryce and Pizza Mind. Pizza Mind, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. I just got back from Dallas recently. I attended my very first rodeo. And I thought, how cool would it be if there was something like a virtual rodeo or, you know, virtual bull riding or something? You ever heard of anything like that? It's funny that you should mention that. Um, I, I know uh, Copy Trader and eToro uh, have a virtual portfolio that you can trade um, where they give you a free $100,000 for play money. Uh, and you could, if, you know, if you're not comfortable really riding the bull right out of the gate, you could practice. And today on the show, you guys all know eToro. They are uh, the, the team that makes everything possible here at Crypto 101 for us. They are our good friends and our favorite sponsors. And today we are graced with the presence of Guy Hirsch, who is the managing director of eToro for the United States. Guy, welcome to Crypto 101 and welcome to Crypt Nation. Hi, thank you for having me. We couldn't be more excited and we are going to cover so, so, so much. But first, before we get into that, give us a quick, uh, quick rundown on who you are, um, you know, what's your background, and why did you decide to enter the blockchain space? Sure. So I started my career as an entrepreneur, uh, started a company in the Homeland Security space in 2003. I ended up selling that in 2005. Then I started another company in at late 2006, which in its first iteration was a very similar to eToro. And this is how I got to know Yoni, the founder and CEO of eToro, uh, because we kind of compared notes and, and, and met and talked about uh, you know, the future of social trading back in 2007. And I launched in the US, he launched in um, Europe, and we kind of kept, kept in touch throughout the years. I then uh, pivoted away from social trading and moved uh, into enterprise software. Uh, built all sorts of products um, and then sold uh, the, the last product that we developed was uh, was implemented at Samsung. That led me to uh, uh, two roles at Samsung. One was leading their retail innovation program for Samsung North America. And then the second role was director of innovation strategy for Samsung North America. And uh, I left Samsung kind of mid-2017, and I joined eToro as the U.S. Managing Director 
in uh, late in December 2017, and since then I'm I'm building the team and the business of Etoro US, and uh, very excited from uh, the prospects and the the opportunity that we have here. Specifically, what got me into crypto is I started to hear about crypto um, back then. I was living in Silicon Valley. Um, a lot of people started to get curious about this. Um, you're talking kind of 2000, 2011, 2012. And once I realized what it is, it dawned on me that this is a kind of a, a, a technological manifestation of how I see the world from kind of a philosophical point of view. Um, meaning decentralization, the, uh, the democratizing access to uh, basically transactions and, and money, sound money that can be manipulated by governments or uh, centralized entities and, and therefore has the possibility of, of expanding freedom and liberty throughout the world. And so that got me really, really excited about this. And um, in 2013, I was uh, tasked with developing um, Samsung's first point of sale system. And uh, one of my proposals back then was to um, add Bitcoin as a form of payment for Samsung. For Samsung, um, that was ceremoniously denied, but I still was was advocating uh, fiercely for um, for incorporating this technology. And basically, since then, since 2013, was thinking about kind of commercial applications for for uh, Bitcoin on top of it just being a, a kind of sound money and, and the ability to use it as a as a store of value. Um, and then as of as of December 2017 I'm basically full time in crypto and you know helping the cause um through eToro uh by bringing um hopefully more and more people to own in crypto and use crypto and understand that this is uh, a fundamental uh the kind of technology a fun foundational technology that would help us in so many ways um in the in the years and uh, and decades to come that's a fantastic background and life you've lived and it's one of the favorite things that i get a chance to hear uh often is just the the blue chippers and the the, the brightest minds in both the corporate and academic world leaving their positions to come work in crypto so even when there's a hack or a scam or you know the price you know collapses and I think oh man is this ever going to last or are we ever going to recover? I always remember just who's working on this. So that puts me right back into a bullish sentiment. So thank you for all your contributions so far. Let's talk about eToro itself and its founders. Uh, I know it was founded in 2007. Uh, do you want to take it over from there? What you know how eToro has grown since then? Sure. So eToro was started by. Uh... Uh, three founders so um and and the primary uh, the key founders are two brothers from israel by the name of yoni and ronen asia so yoni is the founder and ceo and ronen is the uh, founder and, and uh, chief product officer and they um uh, yoni was was trading from you know very very early age he was uh he was trading i believe from the age of, of 13 and um, he's also kind of a computer geek, so he he's uh, he's a software developer, and um, he got really interested in in you know social investing and basically democratizing access to 
uh, to global markets and decided to start to start eToro just to build a better way for people to access markets. And uh, since I know him from 2007, I can vouch for the for the fact that he had the vision of what eToro is today all the way back then. And that's a huge accomplishment. So eToro today is a global investment platform. Uh, we're live in 140 countries, close to 800 employees. Uh, last year, the notional trading volume on the platform was a trillion dollars. Uh, 12 million customers, uh, 12 million registered users, sorry, um, uh, throughout the world, and really kind of a, a powerhouse in everything that has to do with, with trading and investing and, and, and crypto. And so today, if you're outside of the U.S., um, you can open an account, deposit funds, and uh, by default, your trades, your track record, like everything that you're uh, doing is transparent, meaning, meaning other members can see what, what you're doing with your own real money. And that uh, is, is what, you know, one of the things that you only wanted to do is to bring tr- transparency into this space and not, not have people kind of hide behind all sorts of um, curtains that don't really allow people to know if the person talking, talking to you has a track record and has the, you know, what it takes to, uh, to hopefully um, take, take your money and, and you know, uh, build your wealth. And so this is why eToro is built in this way, because of this adherence to transparency, because of this uh, embracing of the fact that, you know, if information will be shared and it, it will make for markets to work more efficiently. And then uh, a few years ago, he took it with, with the eToro team to the next level and introduced something called Copy Trader. So as members were discovering one another and saw one another and saw the performance of, of you know, their, uh, their, their trading and investing uh, histories, we just allow people to then invest in one another. So it's as simple as basically opening a trade on a, on a stock or an, on Bitcoin. You just elect to copy another person. You decide how much money you want to put behind him or her. And then when, when you do that, all their portfolio holdings will be open in yours on a proportional basis. And then every time you trade, every time they trade, you trade at the same time, same price. And that speaks to the concept of kind of democratizing essentially money management or investment management, letting people show what their skills are, let them also express their views and rationale in our social feed so you know that it's not a fluke. And then uh, other people can copy them. So instead of going to like let's say a name brand that has a bunch of I don't know uh, actively managed mutual funds or they are investment advisors and you you know you you have maybe slightly uh, less of a good experience in uh, accessing into their data online, Aditora everything is transparent. Everything is 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 available at, at right there and then, and um, and it helps bring more people into into the world of trading and investing. And so I think these two these two things really are kind of uh, helping realizing that vision that uh, you only had in in 2007. No, it's it, it completely agree. And uh, you know we're on the Copy Trader platform as the traders, and we've been having so 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 much fun doing that um, because you know it's all transparent, and you know everybody sees those trades; they're all out in the open. And me and Pizza Mind like to have friendly little uh, competition. We'll call it. It's like fantasy sports for crypto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so Guy, um, you know, tell us about what a managing director of a brokerage platform does. 
Um, it's something that, you know, when, when I was growing up, I wanted to be in the finance world. And I wanted to be like, you know, a partner or a managing director. But, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really know what it did. And still to this day, I'm still a little, uh, a little confused. So, so what's the roles and responsibility? Sure. So when I started, uh, we just had a basically like a dormant company uh, that we brought back to life. And uh, that was uh, that was it. So my job was to set everything up. Uh, that means hiring a team, building a team, uh, filing for the various applications that would allow us to do business here, work with uh, our product team, our global product team, to adjust the product to the requirements of the U.S. market both in terms of regulatory concerns as well as just the experience and uh, or payment uh, payment methods such as uh, ACH, which is not something that is available outside of the U.S. And so really, you know, build just the operational infrastructure that will allow us to, to launch. And that's how I spent the first, I would say, year or so. Just uh, So the first, I would say, the first part of 2018 uh, was just to do the research, what's needed. And then the second part of 2018 was to get into kind of a operational mode and build what's needed. And so we, uh, we, we suddenly had an operations team. We suddenly had a compliance team. We had uh, uh, lawyers and accountants that can put us into... Uh, a place where we can file for money transmitter uh, licenses, where we can defend or have a, a um, grounds for making crypto assets available in, in the U.S. And in March of 2000, uh, in March of this year, we publicly launched the platform in the U.S. And so that is when the marketing aspect and the brand building aspect got into the role too to start reaching out and, and uh, acquiring users and building the brand. So that involves a mix of online marketing, brand marketing, and as well as retention and, and customer care and all the everything that comes with having actual customers, uh, payment operations, so on and so forth. So that is uh, that's what, what was added uh, since, since March. And so comprised together, the, the the goal or the job is to build all of that. And now leading to 2020 is to add more capabilities. So we've been public about adding U.S. stocks to the platform. So that's a big project. And will those U.S. stocks be able to be bought with uh, Bitcoin or is it still only with your bank account? Still only with your, yeah, with your U.S. dollars. And so that's that's one initiative. And then uh, and we, we have a, some some um, very exciting ideas in the pipeline as to what to add to the U.S. offering. And so that's 2020, basically um, expanding the product offering and, and growing the team and growing our customer base. One of the things that I wondered is how come eToro and even a couple other you know, huge centralized exchanges are not listed on CoinMarketCap? Is that something political or have you guys just decided not to allow them to access your API feeds? No. Uh, I think the primary reason is that eToro, so we have we have various properties. eToro.com 
is is our, um, our our key destination or key property, and eToro.com is built in such a way that it's not really an exchange. It, it's it's quasi kind of closed garden environment where you can put fiat in and take fiat out. Now in the U.S., we do support the ability to buy crypto and then transfer the crypto into the eToro wallet, which is a companion app. And from there, you can send, receive, or convert to other to other tokens. But I think that because of the way that eToro eToro.com is structured and it's not really considered an exchange. However, earlier this year, we launched a full-fledged crypto asset exchange called eToro X, and that is a uh, an exchange, a full-fledged exchange. Interesting. And uh, we are hoping to see that uh, growing in 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 volume and and getting a. A very healthy place on corner market cap in terms of you know in terms of uh, in terms of volume. I'm sure you will. Uh, let's look forward to the future for a little bit. You know, blockchain's really changing the game for so many different industries. Where do you see capital markets in the next ten years? Well, that's that's a very good question. I think we hold the position that crypto or blockchain will change will change the the, the financial services uh, market. Uh, fundamentally, so everything would run on the blockchain. So the question is when. I think ten years is a good time frame to say that in ten years you will have capital markets running on the blockchain because it's just a much more efficient way to do things. You will see prevalence of tokenized securities as opposed to the way that things are being handled now. You will see compliance baked into the code. So. Essentially, it will be very, very hard to be non-compliant uh, in capital markets uh, because you won't be able to essentially to get to 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 get the code uh, manipulated in a way that would that would make the transaction or would make the the compliance requirements uh, obsolete or or not being met. And so, so if, think, if if any compliance guys or risk manager guys are listening to the podcast, you better start learning how to write code. That's true. That's true. We see that already in a lot of smart contracts in the way that uh, people are tokenizing assets. They are just uh, incorporating the compliance into the code. And by way of doing that, making sure that the, uh, the operation is, is fully compliant and the auditors and the regulators can check that in real time. So that, that will be pretty significant change in how things are done cr- currently. Um, There's a, a former Goldman Sachs alumni that made something called Mellon Protocol, where you can have all the compliance, all the rules and restrictions and permissions built right into um, your apps using Mellon Protocol. Like they, they've done all the hard work for you. They're now just waiting on adoption. It's actually really cool. A hundred percent. And we see that it's, it falls under what I think people refer to as rec tech regulations technology or regulation technology. And there are numerous startups in this space and it's inevitable. You basically take the, you take the, the rule book, whether it's the SEC or FINRA or CFTC or whatever the case may be, and you code it, you hard code it into, into, the, uh, into the token or into the exchange and um, you automate everything that has to do with the rulebook so that the, the, the operation is, is always compliant and not just always compliant, it's always, uh, the, the regulator can audit it in real time 24 seven. Uh, there's no need to kind of wait for audits anymore, kind of review a bunch of papers or 
you know, uh, kind of records in a way that's really non, non-efficient, they can just build their own auditing tools that would automate the process of auditing. And I'm pretty sure that in 10 years, this, this will be a best practice and, the, um, and coupled with the efficiencies that would come to capital markets with blockchain, uh, yeah, that will transform the uh, financial services space. And it's not just me, right? I mean, right. Uh, ICE and NASA, I mean, all the big players are, I think, fully aware of that and are uh, in various stages of their plans on how to make that uh, happen. eToro is one of the largest trading platforms in the world with over $1 trillion in trading volume on the platform every year. And they're some of our good friends, and they're a great sponsor. U.S. customers can trade the most popular crypto assets, and your fees are extremely transparent. So if you're not ready to trade yet, uh, you could also practice building your portfolio with the eToro virtual trading feature. They give you $100,000 of virtual money, and you could start playing around with it and not have to risk any of your real money before you get comfortable with the markets. And best of all, you can connect with 12 million other eToro traders around the world, kind of like a social network for trading, to discuss charts and all things crypto. So go ahead, create an account today at eToro.com slash crypto 101. That helps us, that helps you, that helps them, and makes everything possible here if you guys use that link. So guys, start building your portfolio the smart way eToro is crypto trading made easy. All right, back to the show. And that kind of leads into my next question is like, what kind of insights can you share with us in regards to the state of the market cycle? Where are we now and where are we headed? In kind of wrapping this all in context of what you just mentioned, we have, you know, in 2017, there was no, let's call it plumbing, right? It was just everybody was running trades, uh, you know, haphazardly. And there was just not the infrastructure for it to really, you know, go to beyond a trillion dollar market, we couldn't, you know, there was clogs in the pipes. Um, and so I feel like in the last three years since in this bear market, we've had companies like Fidelity and ICE and, um, you know, all sorts of different companies like eToro that are really building the base layer infrastructure to make sure that money could move efficiently uh, throughout these markets. So, so kind of with that, could you just share us some insights? Like where are we now and where are we headed? Sure. So I think in in the business cycle, we are now at, at the very strong kind of uh, bull market in, you know, in the stock market. It's uh, just today there were a lot of economic news being uh, um, shared that, again, you know, new records are being smashed. And it's, it's just uh, uh, we're, we're just at the, at the very strong bull market. But at some point, that would change and we would be in a bear market and there will be maybe a recession or something close to it. And I think then um, we would see uh, millennials um, allocating to Bitcoin rather than gold um, because their their fathers and, and mothers were allocating to gold when that happened, uh, meaning baby boomers when, when in times... Hey guys, TiVo here to tell you about the Eufy Video Lock, a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all in one. 
That's right, three in one for triple the security. It's easy to install. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It gives you keyless entry, so no more fumbling your keys when you have your hands full coming back from the grocery store. No more worry about the kids losing a house key. No more worry about a guest losing the house key or forgetting the passcode on your door. And for Airbnbers, it's a no-brainer as you can change the passcode at will between renters. It has available fingerprint recognition and it has AI self-learning chips. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You will have no anxiety with the battery charging. It is a rechargeable battery and it lasts around four months. But don't worry, when it's low, it'll give you plenty of weeks notice. And also, it always comes with a physical key as a backup. There's no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee to get your backup recording. They're always recorded locally and you will always have access. Customer support for the Eufy video lock is 24-7, so you don't have to worry about any issues you have, and it comes with an 18-month warranty. What I love about this product is it is truly all-in-one with the three-in-one. You don't have to go out and buy multiple parts. It's all in this package with the Eufy video lock. So if you're interested in learning more, go on Amazon and search Eufy video lock. That's E-U-F-Y video lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Again, that's E-U-F-Y video lock. Eufy video lock. Get complete control over your front door. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply of a recession. And so we have gold at $7 trillion or so in terms of market cap today. I think in the next recession, coupled with this wealth, uh, um, with, uh, with the transformation that is happening between the generations where, where baby boomers are um, essentially, uh, or, or millennials are inheriting baby boomers' money, you would, you would see the, those funds being allocated to Bitcoin or um, you know, similar uh, crypto assets, but primarily Bitcoin in the time of a recession. And so I think that over the course of, let's say, 10 years, once we see another recession, you will see that that gap between Bitcoin and gold in terms of market cap um, being uh, kind of being narrowing, uh, becoming more narrow and getting Bitcoin to the point where it is a trillion or two trillion and so on and so forth. So that's one thing. I think the um, I think the other thing is that we're all kind of looking for that blocks black swan type of event where a project is is really changing the way that adoption is happening, right? Kind of a Netscape moment moment. If to to kind of piggyback on on some analogies from how internet be- became so uh, widely popular and used. Uh, I think we're still waiting for that moment for an app to make an app or a product or a service to to really take this 
to the next level. It might be, I don't know, it might be Libra. It might be something like Libra. And, and then we would see millions, sorry, billions of people using crypto uh, the way that they're using the internet. And so exactly what that would be, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure we're all, all in a, you know, everyone in the space are kind of believing that that will happen, but exactly what would it be? What project would make that happen? We still don't know. So I think with a couple, you know, so all these things kind of together, at least for me, makes the outlook for the market over the next five, five to 10 years to be very, very bullish. Speaking of bullish, you mentioned that eToro has already processed $1 trillion worth of trades annually. What needs to happen next to get that $1 trillion to $10 trillion? I think we need to get more people into crypto. So we have, um, we have a lot of people that we call crypto curious. So these are people who have in their orbit other people who bought crypto or made a lot of money from crypto and they heard about it or read about it. And, and at least in the US, these are kind of tens of millions of people. And we need to get them to go over the hump and buy, buy crypto, invest in crypto. And I think that this is something that we can do effectively at eToro because we're going to be very, you know, in 2020, we're going to be a multi-asset platform. We're going to be able to offer portfolios or trading strategies that combine equities and crypto together. And I feel that that would, um, that would allow us or enable us to get uh, many people into the platform and manage their portfolios or manage their wealth or build their wealth much more effectively and therefore kind of grow eToro significantly in, in the U.S. market. So that's one thing. Outside of the U.S., I think that eToro would, would put more emphasis on, on copy trader, copy portfolios. These are kind of our managed, managed product um, offering and get people to, yes, self-direct their investment to an extent, but also look at eToro as more of a long-term type of place where they can build their wealth. And so stay more years with us, have more kind of share of wallet with us and, and, and have or, or think about eToro as a primary destination for them to build their wealth. So that, along with, I think, what would happen in, in the crypto space where we're going to have more more uh, tokens, more interesting ways to trade this asset class that has been the best performing asset class over the past decade. So all these things combined, I think, can help us grow the notional trading volume volume on the platform quite significantly to more, more trillions of dollars than what we've seen in uh, last year. That's amazing. And even beyond that, you know, branching out from eToro from one trillion to ten trillion. Um, what is it going to take for the the overall market to experience an order of magnitude increase? And you know, we hear a lot of talk about a Bitcoin ETF. Um, do you think that this is actually important? And do you think it'll ever get approved? And what will the effects be if it does? I personally believe that it will get approved. I think the SEC is is thinking. Um, thinking about ways to make it happen. But I also understand their point of view that they want to get comfortable around market manipulation and, and other aspects that are unique to this ETF because it's, it's a Bitcoin ETF. And 
but I think the industry is coming up with ideas and ways to show them that this is possible. We can control for market manipulation. We can control for, you know, other aspects of uh, of what the SEC needs to see to get comfortable around this idea. So I think it will happen. I don't know if it will happen next month or next year, but I think it will happen. I think that even if it will happen, yes, it will have a very positive impact, obviously. But there are other exciting things happening to get to get more people and to, to really grow the, the, the industry. So anything from tokenized securities to tokenizing new asset classes. So there's a lot of chatter about tokenizing art, which is something we're very interested in. Tokenizing real estate, tokenizing rights for books and movies and patents and so on and so forth. And I think that basically to unlock the potential in all these illiquid assets is going to be dramatic. If we can pull that off and make really the, the illiquid assets are, are the vast majority of, of, uh, of, of wealth in the world. Right, like um, real estate mainly, right? Correct, but not just. Then we can, if we can bring that into the blockchain and if we can essentially tokenize it, and list it on exchanges, then oh, be amazing. that would that would give you that kind of you know 10x factor. Absolutely. And I kind of want to stay on this this topic broadly right now and kind of hop over to the paper settled future products that are offered on the CME and you know backed is offering uh, I think this week they announced that they're going to be offering paper settled whether that's in T bills or cash uh, derivative products and options. And so I've been hearing theories, and it makes a lot of sense that these paper settled products effectively inflate the supply of Bitcoin um, because you don't actually need to ever settle or touch Bitcoin. And it makes that 21 million hard cap obsolete. And so it kind of you know, cripples the deflationary play uh, that Bitcoin has. What are your thoughts on paper settled products on top of Bitcoin? So we are, we are looking at it. We're, we're trying to understand if it can fit or how it can fit into the overall uh, strategy of, you know, first and foremost, Itoro, but the industry as a whole, I don't say, I, I can't say that I have a definitive idea or, 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 uh, or thought about this. Uh, we're still learning it, but I would say that it's absolutely crucial that, um, you know, Bitcoin will stay at sound money with this, effectively being that, that kind of scarce digital resource and therefore being an effective store of value. And I think any way to manipulate that or make that to your point kind of obsolete is obviously not, not beneficial, but we're still questioning if that is indeed the outcome of what is being proposed uh, by these, these players and by this kind of methodology. We're still trying to figure out if indeed that is the, that is the outcome. Um, and so we're still we're still kind of learning that. Are there any plans to offer leverage or derivatives on eToro? So as you know, or if you don't, then I'll I'll share with your listeners that in the US, at least to some extent, crypto assets are considered commodities. And leverage retail transactions in, in commodities are regulated by the CFTC. We we would have uh loved to see that um being offered in the U.S., but we think that there is a significant regulatory hurdle to um, to do that. And so, in crypto, I think the road is 
is uh, is is difficult but obviously on stocks and whatnot it's kind of more it's clearer you can offer a little bit of leverage and uh, and we do plan to offer that but in crypto it's still it's still complicated to figure out a way to to make derivatives of crypto or to make um leverage retail, retail transactions in crypto available in the us that is something that we're still looking at we're still figuring out if if and when we can we can offer that in in full compliance with cftc regulations well hopefully someday as <laughs> yeah. far as you know there's still so much uncertainty but what is the trend that you see unfolding during 2020 and what does the 2020 roadmap for eToro look like so at least in the us you will see toro doing more in the direction of in interesting copy portfolios and interesting copy traders so that means that if you are going back to the crypto curious crypto curious person i just uh, talked about they don't trust themselves to know when to buy and sell let's say bitcoin or eth or dash or whatever they don't they are looking for a way to say i want to be in crypto i want to allocate let's say 5% of my net worth into crypto, but I want someone to be able to help me with that. And most retail customers or most, um, most investors out there don't have access to, let's say, crypto hedge funds or much more sophisticated investment houses where they, maybe the entry check size is like a million dollars or whatnot. Uh, so eToro will give them a platform to say, hey, here is, here is an investment strategy that we've backtested whether it's uh, through a person, you know, through kind of the copy trader program or whether it's through our own investment strategies that we put out there through the copy portfolio program or via partner copy portfolios that we've launched uh, this year in the US too. With, uh, we started with a company, with a, with a trading strategy with a company called The Tie that is uh, trading based on sentiment analysis from Twitter. And so these people, the, the crypto curious people who are, I think, uh, again, in the tens of millions, uh, we feel would then find it uh, reasonable to get into crypto if there's like a managed product like that. So that, that will be our focus in 2020, meaning the roadmap in 2020, and to, to offer more of, these, more of these options and really strengthen the offering around, around that line of products that we have. Uh, globally, we continue to invest in tokenization of assets. So we've acquired um, Firmo, a, a, a Danish company, uh, and now eToro Labs, and they are tokenizing financial assets. So we've uh, introduced uh, various stable coins back to currencies and commodities this year, and next year we'll continue to do that. And we will offer more and more uh, tokenized assets on eToro X. And we also just announced the acquisition of Delta, which is a portfolio tracking app in crypto. And we're very excited about that. And so you would see, you would probably see more acquisitions coming from eToro in 2020. And you would see doubling down on tokenization of assets as a way to, to grow the offering, including tokenization of new asset classes. So I've mentioned art. Um, I've mentioned uh, real estate. We're, we're, definitely allocating resources to figure out what's the best way to do that in order to enhance the offering and, and offer our customers um, ways to get access to the to all these new markets and new asset classes. 
That's awesome. Well, we are definitely going to be keeping an eye on that. Um, as before we move on, we like to get definitions from our guests so we can all kind of learn what some new things are. You know, maybe we don't hear these terms too often. I'd like to ask you if you wouldn't mind to define what counterparty risk is and why it exists and, you know, just give kind of like a high level overview of it so our listeners can understand what that is so they can be aware of it. It's basically in, in trying to understand, to, to explain it to maybe to someone who, who doesn't understand trading and investing, it's essentially as if you're going to the store and you're paying for a product and the product is not being delivered. You're not going to get it uh, because of because the store went bankrupt or because the, the, the store ran out of inventory or because something happened. So that's essentially counterparty risk in the world of, of trading is the ability to trade with someone to settle a transaction and the transaction isn't settled because the party to the transaction is, is failing. Um, and does that, does that happen often? It definitely happens, but I think the more sophisticated you get with regards to transactions in capital markets, the, the, the more you can control for that. So counterparty risk in, in, I don't know, in freight, right? Where there's a kind of physical goods being moved from one place to another around the world. That's still you know, a high risk because things, things happen. But in the world of trading and investing, and the more sophisticated we get, uh, the, these risks are being, I would say, not not eliminated by by but managed more effectively. Yeah, it seems like blockchain could really come in to diminish that risk um, a little bit. I mean, I think kind of hearkening back to the financial crisis when Lehman Brothers went went under and Bear Stearns, I think that was like they were counterparties to a lot of loans and all sorts of stuff, and they realized that you know, they weren't going to be paying any of this back because they were overextended their balance sheet and they were way too leveraged. So is that's, that's counterparty risk, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were counterparties for, for many transactions, many, many transactions. And the fact that they went bankrupt, um, exactly to going back to my store analogy, suddenly there was no one on the other side of the, of the transaction that you've signed with them. No, nobody even on the other side of the cash register. Exactly. So, and then, you know, you, you suffer losses and sometimes major losses. And so that's, and then the taxpayers had to bail everybody out, um, through quantitative easing and all sorts of different, you know, moving the federal reserve limits and all sorts of stuff like that. Correct. And that I think was, uh, perhaps right. We're, we're all kind of hypothesizing here, but perhaps that one, that was one of the triggers for whoever Satoshi Nakamoto is to publish that white paper. I agree. I agree. Um, Guy, thank you so much for coming on. Before we let you go, these are we have three questions that we ask every single guest that comes on the show. Provide a little bit of color into you know what shapes you as a person and, and kind of who you admire. So, so the first question is, you know, of all the people that you've met in the crypto space, who's one person that has made a mega lasting impression? For the better on you. So I think uh, my answer would be Patrick uh, Patrick Byron, <laughs> uh, the CEO, the ex CEO of Overstock.com. I think he, you know, he is definitely a, maybe sometimes a controversial figure. Uh, but when I talk to him, 
about how he sees the world and why he believes in crypto, it, it, it was really inspiring to just hear him talk about um, what it can mean for, for, for our industry and what it can mean for freedom and for liberty and for people to be able to um, transact freely um, across borders. And um, yeah, so that was that was pretty inspiring. So uh, right now, he's, he's kind of overseas and dealing with uh, all sorts of things. But um, yeah, the conversations with him would, were really were really inspiring. That's an awesome, awesome shout out to Patrick Byrne. Uh, he's done a lot of amazing things for the space. So I, I second that. I definitely admire the guy. Um, and, and the other one I'd like to ask is besides eToro. What's another company or project that you think is having a tremendous impact on the space and why? So I know it's kind of maybe an un, unpopular, uh, not so popular answer, but, but I feel that if, if, uh, if Libra would, uh, would uh, march on and, and launch, and if they are serious about their... I would say at this point, a very soft commitment to decentralized Libra, um, then you have a chance of getting crypto into the hands of billions of people thanks to the Facebook ecosystem. Uh, but I really want to emphasize that my answer is conditioned on them launching and them decentralizing Libra within the I think the five years time frame that they uh, that they alluded to. I, I think that can get a lot of people who are currently not thinking about crypto to think about crypto, to think about what it means for for their life, to think about what it means for you know for them to be able to to transact. Um, just because of the Facebook you know uh, footprint in in people's lives kind of globally. And 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 I hope that it will happen, uh, but it's it's not gonna do it's not gonna be impactful uh, impactful at all if they're gonna be centralizing this and and uh, you know effectively just uh, you know try, trying to own this uh, and and lose people trust. I think uh, in in the project. Yeah, I completely agree, and I really don't see it launching at all given the current state of uh, regulation unless they decide to fast track the decentralization and just give it over to the hands of the people so they can say hey it's out of our control now sorry uh, if it was up to me that's what i would do i would show up to these congressional hearings and would say hey we did it and it's decentralized we have no control over this anymore yeah well let's see if they have the balls to do it yeah, probably not. But you never know. We'll see. In any case, our final question, the flagship of our show. If this was the first podcast someone getting into the space heard, what would you want them to know? For all the crypto curious out there, what can you tell them to try and help get them off zero? I would like to tell them that Bitcoin and crypto would will affect their lives. There, there's no way around it. And knowing that should make them curious or should make them read more about what is it and how would it affect their lives? How would it affect the fact that they are now maybe living in some country that is ripe with corruption and can now 
uh, protect their wealth and and um, without the need to to move to another country and or is it uh, some sort of a uh, I don't know a business person that has uh, uh, global operations and can figure out that hey now he, he or she can settle transactions instantaneously you know over the various options out there whether it's the kind of the ripple network or whatever the case may be and and so it, it's fundamentally this crypto will change your life it will affect your life uh, one way or the other and so it will be wise to get yourself educated about this uh, so that you can be better prepared to the future that is coming and I love it. Uh, yeah so that's that's my message that's great no I, I say the same thing every time they're like oh well how is it gonna affect i'm like you just gotta start learning because it's gonna be everywhere so guy i love to end it on that note thank you so much for coming on the show um everybody you know you've heard the ads on crypto 101 you know exactly where to go etoro.com uh, or etoro.us and uh, Guy, we'll be talking to you very soon. Thanks for everything you do for Crypto 101 too, man. We really appreciate yes, it. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Crypt Nation, just a friendly neighborhood reminder to go to www.crypto2020summit.com and register for your free conference pass to the online summit, Crypto 2020 Summit. We got 60 speakers who are giving their bold predictions for prices and bold predictions for uh, technological developments in this crazy crypto space. So if you want to be the first to know the big news and you want to make sure that you're in touch and in tune, go to Crypto2020Summit.com right now and register for free. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.